Welcome back to our podcast Call of Duty Real Soldiers Real Stories. And as promised, we are back with Captain Uday Kumar Sondhi from the Indian Navy. In the ninth episode of our season 2, we heard from Captain Sondhi about the fateful day when his plane crashed. With third degree burns and an amputated leg, his journey ahead as a pilot was tough. We take a story ahead from here. What course did his life take thereafter? Did he ever fly again? Let's hear all about it and more from Captain Uday Kumar Sondhi. So you finally got the permission to fly again, which is so wonderful and all the credit goes to your uh, persistence, your perseverance and your faith in your own self. But you did not stop there. because you wanted to fly from the moving ship in open sea with a wooden leg i mean you are unstoppable you want to do everything which a normal person cannot do you went on to get permission to fly i must say you are a living legend tell me how did you convince the people to allow you to fly from a moving deck yes you know see what happened was like on uh, 10 december when they finally discharged me there was my motorbike hd I still remember the number GDP three seven one. There was an officer, Sangeet Sharma. He was a logistics officer in Kalai Kunda. He came to see me. Uh, so I told him. In fact, I tied up with him that you come and we'll take the motorbike and go. And imagine the destiny. That fellow didn't know even know how to you know ride a cycle. Forget riding a motorbike. And that's the guy who came to receive me. So I told him. I said, "Yeah, there was a car accident. Yeah, you came to do it. He said, "You called me." So I said, "Okay, now we'll take this motorbike back." Now the beauty is a GST has. gears on the left hand side and the left leg itself was a artificial leg the distance to be covered is 140 kilometers so this officer he said boss you know i think that this is the end of my life now <laughs> so i said no i said i'll ride you sit at the back and you're going to cover the distance of 140 kilometers he says so what i said if this gears are there we'll change the gears no worry and at that time we drove and when i entered the base the first person who met me was now retired as a vice chief of Esta Air Marshal Namda Sir, that he was Air Commodore. He was AOC. So he crossed me. He went ahead. He stopped his car. He got down and he saw, you know, that I am riding a motorbike and coming inside the base like a normal guy. So in addition to that, many times Sir had come and visited me in the hospitals also. So that's the time it all finished off. I reached my unit, everything, and uh, like a sincere soldier, I put up my application for converting myself into the logistic branch of the Indian Navy. Then my application went to the AOC, Air Marshal, Air Commodore Inamda at that time. So he called me. Then he gave me a book of Group Captain Sir Douglas Carter. The book is there, Reach for the Sky. He said, first you read this book. He said, then I'll discuss with you what you want to do in life. So whole night I read that book. In the Second World War, Sir Douglas Carter was a ace pilot of the Britishers who fought against the Germans without his two legs. He was, you know, given the target of flying against the Germans in Second World War because they were short of pilots and That time there was no ejection system; it was a bailing-out system. So they had those simple aircrafts. So that, but the motivation was that he flew without his leg. But immediately after Second World War, as a group captain, he was given the designation of Sir by the British government, and he was retired. So when I read that, the next day when I met AOC, he said, "Sir, what about you? Don't you want to, you know, come back and flying again?" So I told him, "America, sir, in the Indian Air Force and the Indian Aviation, we don't have any luxury like this." He says, but then history is always created. He says by one person. So I looked at him. 
I said, okay, fine. I said, I said, I'll, I'll change my application. He said, go ahead, change your application. If you want to fly, take the case very strongly up. He said, I'm going to support you. He said, although I'm just an air commodore, but as an EOC, I'll support you. So I came back, I wrote my application and I went to him. So he read the application and he tore it and threw it in a dustbin. Because he himself was a very, he's a very, he's like Shashi Tharoor, you know, his English. So I'm sure he'll listen to this if he listens. He's retired as the air marshal, as the vice chief of air staff. So he threw my application, he says, all bloody trash. Your convert education is up the country. He says, this is bloody English you write. So I looked at him, I said, yeah, I have written so much English. Likhi thi. So he said, no, go and reframe your sentences. So again, I came back, I then got all my friends and all who were supposed to be educated more than me. So we all wrote an application. Again, the, after a few days, I went to him. Again, he read it. He said, okay, somewhat better. But again, he tore and threw it away. He said, make a better application. So third time, again, I came back and I called the whole half of my you know, staff. I said, yeah, please use some good English words. Because Afna, who modified Shashi Tharoor, he's not accepting it. So that was the time I again went back to him. So he read it. He says, okay, he says, I'll give you seven marks out of 10. So he tore that application also threw it away. And then he took out an application which he had drafted for me. And obviously, the standard was very high. The message was very loud and clear that I want to come back and flying, but the way it was projected was in a very, very beautiful English. That's the time what happens is uh, that application I read in his office sitting on the side, and I gave that application. And thereafter, that application, it went through its normal route. Obviously, it has gone through all the channels. Then in uh, 1990, I was awarded the Shore Chakra, which was raised by the Indian Air Force and cleared by the Indian Navy. And uh, in the Ashoka Hall, that time uh, Mr. VP Singh was the Prime Minister because of the Mandal Commission they had come. But Mr. Rajiv Gandhi was sitting there as opposition member and he himself was Indian Alliance pilot. So when my citation was read, it was the only unique citation in the, amongst all the candidates who were being awarded. So in the lawns of the Rashtrapati Bhavan, Mr. Rajiv Gandhi specially called me. And uh, that's the time uh, he heard me out and that time I had specially taken so my mother was there with me obviously but the two guests I took was Air Commodore Inamdar and his wife so all four of us were standing there and I raised the subject with Rajiv sir I told him Manika sir you yourself are a pilot I had lost my leg but I have come so far I said Douglas Bader flew without legs in second world war I said if you give me an opportunity I can assure you standing on the Rashtrapati Bhavan launch today that I am going to create Indian aviation history I know I can do it so he looked at me, he says, then he looked at Inamda sir. Inamda sir said, I endorsed. But then uh, there are a lot of bureaucratic problems, a lot of medical issue, issues involved in this. And uh, there is no medical regulation, no bureaucratic regulation, no government regulation that permits in the Indian uh, Air Force, or for that matter, any Air Force in the world to permit a person to fly without a leg. Because you're not only playing with yourself, you're playing against gravity, you're playing against the complete, what you call it, innocent people, in case something goes wrong up in the air. So that at the time, Rajiv Gandhi sir looked at me, looked at Namda, and uh, he sent a word for Air Chief Marshal S.K. Mehra that time. He was also on the lawns. And Admiral Natkarni was a CNS, he was also there in the lawns in the party. So he called both of them. And now we are six of us standing. And that at the time, Rajiv sir said, he said, this boy has got fantastic confidence. He looked at my mother. And my mother told him, he said, I never stopped my son for doing anything. If he wants, he let him do it. So that is how the first all started officially rolling apart from the application which I had submitted in the AOC's office which had already gone through the route. In between what happened was uh, Air Marshal uh, Sinha was there uh, who was the AOCNC of Eastern Air Command who used to come and visit me very frequently in the hospital. So he also knew about my uh, name at least he knew my name. 
uh, that is where the ball started rolling and you believe to me the person who gave me the start you can say was air komodo inamda later retired as air marshal inamda the vice chief of air staff but then today that i am whatever in life uh, the whole credit i give it to him he is the godfather i must say as i understand air commodore inamdar was instrumental in your taking up flying again and uh, if i talk about your flying experience my god today you are the only pilot in the world who's flying mark 3 helicopters with a wooden leg from ashore and afloat and you have done 2000 hours of flying 1500 hours with wooden leg 265 deck landings and you have flown vvips so that shows your expertise how good you are at what you are doing but here i want to go back to your family we've been asking you all the questions about your uh, accident about your recovery about your sense of humor tell us what was the reaction and the support from your family See, like I, I said, 1981. I had just passed my 11th, entered my first year when Dad expired. So thereafter, only mother was there, and my brother he had already left for picking up a job, you know. And he, so 1989, I had my air crash. But my marriage took place on 2nd March 1991. So the girl who came in my life, Shuma, she had seen me in this absolutely motherless condition. but then you know they say like the marriages and the love affair everything is made in the air so there was nothing as a love affair or something it was you know it was just an acquaintance that we had with each other but she somehow you know whatever you can say I mean what she liked and god knows <laughs> only a lady can say that but definitely i was not in a condition where anybody should fall in love with me because in that condition of your burnt body minus a leg you look like a you know ghost you know on the street So, but ठीक है, you know, she was there and thankful to her, and uh, she was in second of March. We got married. But that is a time like uh, she was there because this complete journey of coming back and flying uh, was not a very very smooth journey. You know, there was a lot of roller coasters where you know I was even put under psychiatric uh, treatment, thinking the chap is you know mad to even you know ask for coming in flying or uh, to just. Uh, Tell the viewers who are listening that I had cleared my flying with the aircraft system testing establishment test pilots in Bangalore, and uh, I had flown 17 hours with them, and they were convinced that I can fly. But uh, when I came back to my service white uniform, my flying was completely withdrawn, and you won't believe uh, it was for two nearly two years in which you know I had to fight my battle once again from scratch. Uh, in that two years, just so that I don't have some, you know, type of depression setting, and I even did my MBA in A plus grade, personal management industrial relations, yes, from Chimbiosis, Pune. That's the time like Suman was with me, and uh, she every time used to just, you know, keep the morale high that the fight should continue because you have already proven yourself in the cockpit, and that too with the ace test pilot, the experimental test pilot, I had proven myself. The whole file was once again, you know, blocked, and uh, commissions were withdrawn, everything was withdrawn. So it was a big fight. Uh, that that time, I must say, once again, Air Marshal Nanda was a pioneer of uh, getting me. But then, you know, God comes in form of human beings. In my just two years, also one or two officers came whom I hardly knew. Uh, they guided me out of the blue. They came. Uh, they were actually a God gift who came to me. They motivated me. They said, you know, don't give up. This and that. And that is the time I think so. Once again, uh, 
you know miracle took place where you know uh, because of intervention by the government of india at the highest level that you know all these bottlenecks were suddenly opened up and once again matlab you know i was committed that yes you know this boy has already proven himself in the cockpit so he should be given a chance and i started flying uh, there was a very strong officer that time in the aviation cadre now he retired as a vice admiral for switcher we used to call him the white tiger uh, he was a naval headquarters he was also a commodore that time so he was again uh, one of the real pioneers as far as the navy was concerned to clear the bottleneck of these certain officers who had ensured that you know they make such a big uh, joke out of my flying i am again grateful to him and once i successfully proved myself in the ashore flying i took up the case with him in naval headquarters because he was heading the aviation director over there that sir i would like to prove myself in the ships so he told me he said uh, so the it is extremely difficult to fly in a ship in the open seas you know without a lake i said no problem so give me a chance have faith so after a lot of deliberations uh, he also took a very calculated risk and he permitted me and believe you me uh, i was one of the pilots who could land on any ship any weather any deck under the sun uh, in fact all these vvips like you know that time defense minister was mr george fernandez and others were there i used to regularly take them in fact mr george fernandez used to say when he used to come to navy they called that one legged trap so that at that time like you know it was at that level it had happened and a lot of rescues also we did on the you know on merchant ships across you know off the coast and all and at that moment in port blair for 6 months i was the only pilot who was cleared to fly on that deck i mean it was a, it was something historic so you actually found true love your wife loved you for what you are and not for the physical appearance and i should say you're indeed a very lucky man because you were chosen by god to give a message to one and all that never say die live life king size and also your extraordinary achievements fetched you so many awards you have a national award in 2000 limca book of records uh, maharana of mewar foundation national bravery award which is called the panna dai award so you've got so many of them i'm sure there are many more which i'm not mentioning but before i leave i have a very special question to ask you and that is what message would you give to the youth of today who with the smallest disappointment are ready to take drastic steps something which is i mean your entire podcast talks about positivity and about how to live life king size but i want to hear it once again you know for the for the for the listeners i must just uh, add for god's sake don't live in your past you cannot change your destiny you can you can do what the hell you feel like but only thing is you can keep brooding over it but you can't rectify it now you just have to think now what are you going to do in the present with this you know with this disaster which is set in your life it could be in any form it could be financial it could be social it could be family wise it could be physical wise it could be anything under the sun but for god's sake think in the present now what are you going to do with it and in the future you must what you call this plan that you know if the disaster has you know set in because of my mistakes i shouldn't repeat those mistakes you know that is number one don't live in the past for god's sake even one day like today today if you are recording even yesterday is the past so whatever happened is happened finished you can do nothing about it and the second thing that i really want to tell all my listeners is that always have a smile because if you cry nothing is going to change just be yourself i was in the hospital hanging with my slings complete burnt body but still i used to flirt around the nurses so what i'm trying to highlight is 
have your sense of humor have your what you call this you know be a thorough gentleman there's a very stark difference between being you know your indisciplined and being disciplined like i say but there is nothing wrong in being an absolutely a fun loving witty person who has a good respect for the ladies who has a good respect for the opposite sex so that is the two things i just want to convey to my listeners thank you so your message is keep moving ahead don't stop life is all about moving ahead one step at a time you flew on the very last day in your uniform nothing stopped you you said i have to uh, retire take the last flight and say jai hind and with this i sign off i i'll just add uh, one minute more 21st march 2019 i turned 56 years and that's the time the maximum a captain or a commodore can serve in the indian navy but because i was i was super annuating so i had to serve till the last in uniform that is till 31st march so 21st march i crossed 56 31st march was a sunday 30th march 2019 was a saturday 29th march 2019 was the last working day i was posted to headquarters western naval command i was still current in flying i took you know approval on 29th march 2019 two hours 30 minutes as a captain of the aircraft i flew over bombay in my helicopter for two hours 30 minutes i flew i flew to the satisfaction of my life i went through the clouds i you know went up came down i flew everywhere in bombay i could go and when the fuel actually came down to zero is the time i came to land and that's the time like i really enjoyed 2 hours 30 2 hours 45 minutes endurance 2 hours 30 minutes is the last you can fly 15 minutes is there as a saving grace in the helicopter so i landed and uh, believe me i felt like to say buddha got enlightenment similarly i also got the enlightenment that i've achieved in nirvana in my life now nothing could be better than this and that's the time i came out and uh, the whole air station was there to see me off uh, i think so it was a most satisfying and the wonderful retirement Uh, any officer can think of in his life jai so in the end all that i want to say is that even the fuel tank waited to reach the digit zero till you attain nirvana and with this i'm signing off thank you so much so much captain oday for being with us today it was indeed an honor Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of our podcast Call of Duty Real Soldiers Real Stories and if you have any queries do write to us on podcast call of duty at gmail.com and do not forget to like our Facebook page Call of Duty Real Soldiers Real Stories and do follow us on Instagram on Call of Duty podcast Keep listening